Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> my governor but really that was a great response by Ron DeSantis a reporter asked him a stupid question about why the school boards and local governments don't have the power to shut down schools again when we're having such a large outbreak of this Omicron variant and he pretty much answered that question the reason I led with that is I know everybody or at least I would assume everybody's aware that last week finally the um, Supreme Court got to hear the arguments on OSHA and 
it, really, it's about how much power OSHA gets. I listened to the entire thing. Um, probably annoyed the people around me at the time because my phone was kind of glued to me. Listening to it, I found a live broadcast, and I wanted to hear both sides of the argument so I could try to get a feel for potentially which way this is going to go because there are 50 states in the United States. Well, 22 states have their own version of OSHA. Florida, on the other hand, we do not. We are federally regulated by OSHA. So whatever the decision is, is going to directly impact my state. So it's probably more important to me than, say, some other states that have their own regulating bodies that can choose not to implement this insane, mandatory vaccination of millions of people. So while I was listening... I did hear, I would say the arguments that were made on both sides were good. I mean, obviously you're in the Supreme Court, you're going to have the best lawyers on both sides argue the case out. Where I think this is going to finally end up is if you work in the healthcare system or you're federally employed, you're probably going to be mandated to take the shot and get the jab. On the other hand, private industry... I think that we are going to avoid that. I don't, it just, it's just not legal, you know, and there was a lot of good questions asked and there were a lot of stupid questions asked. And probably one of the most ridiculous remarks that were made was from Judge Sotomayor claiming that um, there's over 100,000 children in the hospital, which has never been seen before with COVID. And she was directly contradicted, not only by just, I don't know, facts and truth, but she was also contradicted even by uh, the CDC director who came out and said that I believe through the entire process of COVID over the last two years, there has only even been 84,000 or so cases of kids that were being hospitalized. And these kids were not hospitalized with COVID solely. These kids were hospitalized with multiple other comorbidities along with COVID. So that was a stupid remark. Um, some of the other arguments that were being made and they were being asked by conservative judges like Amy Coney Barrett, if you're allotting this, the uh, OSHA to have this emergency power to implement this new rule, when does it end? You know, her question was, well, what if the pandemic is continued on two years from now? God, I, I certainly would hope not, but theoretically she's saying if it, if two years from now the pandemic's still kicking you know where does their emergency power end do they get endless power throughout this entire process just because you have a government that doesn't want to say the pandemic is over and they want to keep this emergency going and it's a it's a valid question you know how long does it go how much power do you have you know, by law osha has to have open comment on rules that they're about to change. So they have to give all of us an opportunity to comment on what they're about to change. But under these emergency powers, they do away with that. They don't have to. They could just make whatever changes they see fit under that cloak of, oh, it's an emergency, so we can do that. They didn't really have a good answer for that. Another question that was brought forth was, Although it's a smaller chance, there are people that have had complications from taking these shots up to death, and they wanted to know what the Biden administration's stance was on that. Well, naturally, they went to the go-to move, which is it's for the greater greater good. 
So, well, you're going to have maybe a few people have some reactions to it, maybe even die, but, you know, you're going to save the masses, which is unacceptable because even with its worst strand, let's say the first strand of this was the worst, your mortality rate was less than a percent in most cases. It was as bad as around 5% for those who were 65 and above. So you can't just toss it up and say, well, if that person dies or if that person gets sick, they die or get sick. And another problem that I personally have with it is that the government has made it impossible for you to rectify the situation because you're not allowed to sue anybody. You can't go after anybody. Then you're being forced to take something. So if you're going to get a shot that in the end, if it hurts you in a, in a debilitating way where you can no longer work or you're going to be out for an extended period of time, there's no way for you to recoup any of that. And they forced you to do it. It's just, it's a piss poor argument. At least I thought so, especially on that particular answer. Another imaginary situation that was brought up by one of the judges was, let's say when you go to work, OSHA had a magic wand and they could wave it over your head while you're at work, which protects you from everything there as far as COVID is concerned. And on your way out of work, they could wave it back over your head again and they take that protection away and then you go about your business. And what he pointed out was the problem with that is, is once you get to work, yes, let's say they wave that over your head, but you're going to end up leaving and taking that with you into your personal life, which is what we all know. So how can you mandate something that's not as simple as providing somebody with protective equipment, let's say, at a job? You give them a hard hat, you give them steel toe shoes, you give them whatever you got to give them for that job that they can take off and be done with after the fact. They don't have to take that back with them into their personal lives. This one stays in you. It's in you. It's part of you. And not only is it in you or part of you, but you're setting us people up for who knows how many shots, because up to this point, fully vaccinated, depending on what country you live in right now, it's not just two jabs and you're fully vaccinated and you get a booster. Now people are changing what fully vaccinated or the definition of what fully vaccinated means, and they're going from two shots to three shots. And what's it going to be? A four shot, a fifth shot, a sixth shot? Where does it end? And the reason I say where does it end is because you've already had Pfizer just this week, come out and say that some of the most severely immunocompromised and people that are morbid obese and whatever else, you're looking at potentially needing a fourth shot this coming fall. It's never going to end with these people. But like I said, listening to the entirety of the arguments, I would honestly say, at least from what I heard, there's probably a really strong case that if the Supreme Court does what they're supposed to do, um, at least in the private industry, you're probably not going to face any mandates. The healthcare industry and and if you work directly for Joe Biden, on the other hand, it probably is not looking real great for you. We'll have to wait and see. As of right now, there has not been a stay put on it. There's really been nothing more to it. So we have to wait to see what their decision will be. Hopefully, it'll be sooner than later. Now, something else I wanted you to hear, which I believe completely destroys what they're requiring anyways. It makes this mandate seem even more foolish is this. No, I, I thought for sure that I was immune 
I've been very hard on the unvaccinated, as uh, Dana suggests. I eat some humble pie in that regard because I went to Key West, Florida with my family on vacation. And guess what? I came back with a scratchy throat. I insisted I didn't need a test because I was vaccinated and boosted. Uh, then uh, uh, Erica, my wife, insisted. So a couple of days by the time we finally got the appointment, I take the test. Erica's negative and I am positive. It was shocking uh, to me. It was uh, uh, in, in some ways uh, embarrassing. I didn't quite know how to respond to it. Now, Geraldo has been a tyrant when it comes to talking about the unvaccinated, calling them names, having nasty comments to say about them. He's completely okay with taking away your freedoms and forcing you to take a shot that you don't want. He has had no issues with that. But now, like he said in his own words, he's got to eat some humble pie because even though he has had all three shots now, he's had the two-shot beginner and the one booster, he is now COVID positive. He is not the first one. Whoopi Goldberg, who again, we all know is super left-wing, I mean, irritating as hell to listen to. She said she did everything right. I've gotten all my shots, my booster. I did all that I was supposed to do, and she has COVID. Another idiot who has had multiple shots, three shots, two original and one boosted, AOC, came down to Miami last week. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. But she came down here and somebody made a comment about her boyfriend's feet or legs or who, something stupid. And then she went, her response was, uh, it, you know, Republicans are taking cheap shots at my boyfriend's legs because they're frustrated because they want to date me. And it was like, yo, what are you, two years old? Hey, grow up. But she was down here and there's plenty of videos of her having hug fests with no masks and attending these outdoor bigger parties and going out and just enjoying life as you should be. So I'm not faulting her for that because I think this thing is ridiculous anyways. But she also screams at people on the internet. There's another one that's real nasty that when you people travel to other states that don't have mandates, wear your damn masks and don't you come bring it back to our state because you're out there being irresponsible. Well, Miss Irresponsible came down to Florida. She's getting a little bit of humble pie, but she's not going to take it because she's too stupid to realize that it's her own fault. But she ended up getting COVID as well. So I would say that, again, that destroys this whole mandatory vaccination that Joe Biden is pushing because regardless of what you have or you don't have, you're still going to get it. So what is the difference? People that are getting it that are vaccinated are just as sick as people that are getting it that are unvaccinated. At this point, it doesn't matter. The difference is somebody like myself that is unvaccinated, I did not put those additional chemicals in my body, which I have read multiple reports from different Studies that have been done around the world that are showing data that if you are fully vaccinated and you have taken a booster, it is weakening your immune system, which is why this virus is able to get into you. So I can only imagine what it's going to do by the fourth, fifth, or sixth shot, because let's be honest, we know that there are some wild, crazy liberals that are down for the cause, and that if they tell them to take a hundred shots, they're going to take every single one of them and ask for more. I know I'm running pretty hard this show with COVID, but I have another one here for you I think is important to hear because it just shows how they have been lying to you this entire time. 
Do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID or how many are with COVID but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown? Um, yes, of course, with Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to and is, uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, and of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming. All right, two problems I have with that. Number one, we have spent nearly six trillion dollars as a country on COVID. And you mean to tell me that the CDC doesn't have these numbers readily available? at any time to give you the real number. Okay, number two, she deflected. The CDC has come out and now confirmed that 75% of COVID deaths were people with up to four comorbidities, four, which means out of the 836,000 people that have died, it's only been 200,009 that have died from actually COVID by itself over the course of two years, which puts you at around 100,000 a year if you just want to split it between the two. It's a little over 100,000 a year, which is like an extremely bad flu season, let's say. Since the beginning, they can't even tell you with the Omicron because she doesn't want to give you those numbers because the ho- even though the numbers are spiking, the hospitalizations are not. Death rate is not. And we're having more cases than we ever had. This just shows you how they have been lying to us the entire time. I don't know, call me crazy, but if you're going to lie to me about true numbers, if you're not going to give me the true numbers, you're not going to give me the real statistics and the real facts, why should I trust you about anything else about COVID in general or anything? Why should I trust you? Why should I trust you about masks? Why should I trust you about vaccine mandates? And masks is another one. I just told you last episode, or maybe it was the one before, that even the CNN analysts okay, are coming out. You got MSNBC saying it. They're all now saying cloth masks do not work. Wow, big surprise. Like, we all didn't know that. But the point is, you see how it's ever-changing. Now, all of the truth is starting to come out because they just can't hide it anymore. Well, I don't know about you, but if you're lying to me that much, I, I just don't believe anything that you have to say pertaining to anything, not just COVID, anything at all. I just don't believe you. I haven't believed anything that they have said about this since the beginning. In the beginning, I played along saying, okay, we don't know what this thing is. I was listening to all the reports coming out of China and I'm like, all right, well, if they're saying it, even though it was against my better judgment and I'm like, I don't know about this closing down for two weeks stuff. And I don't know about these masks for two weeks. I played along, but then when I saw that they kept trying to push a little more and a little more. It didn't even take me two weeks. To be honest with you, I, I in the beginning, it was like, I didn't even see anybody with COVID. I didn't even know anybody with COVID. You would hear about people with COVID. My third cousin's ex-wife's neighbor's fourth brother's secretary got COVID. And it was like, oh my God, uh, it's, it's running rampant. I didn't even see anybody. So they lost my trust way back then. Now I'm just at a point of frustration that they've been lying this long, that they're not relinquishing the power, that they truly are uh, using this as a catalyst for the Great Reset. I'm just, I'm done with this government. I'm done with this global new world order that they're trying to do. I think 
Personally, from what I see, people are getting frustrated. People are done with the situation. I see so much pushback all over the world, not just in the United States, but all over the world, which brings me hope that we will beat what's coming. You know, I'm not Mr. Doom and Gloom. I have a little bit more positive outlook on things. Um, And I just, I don't believe that God will just drop us off here and then we're all just going to suffer. So I think at the end of the day, you know, we will win this, but I just, I have to point out the hypocrisy when I see it, the lies when I see it, because they're doing it consistently. They're doing it openly. They don't even care anymore. They lie and say whatever they feel like doing and saying, it doesn't even matter. Nobody's holding them accountable. And the people that are trying to hold them accountable, like myself, like any of the major conservative outlets or major conservative voices We're all being called conspiracy theorists. We're all being called liars. They're saying we're insurrectionists. They want to put us in with their January 6th fairy tale. So I got to call it out when I see it. And I really don't care what they say about me beyond that. And that's my rant for today. If uh, you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. If you'd like to reach out to me, go to littlejocc.com. You can go to the contact section and leave me a message. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N on Gab or Parlor. I am at The Real Little Joe on CloudHub. I am at Little Joe CC. God bless. I hope you're having a good start to the week. We will do it again on Friday.